0: In today's podcast, we're going to look at something Jesus said that most Christians disagree with. Well, welcome to Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. This is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor, and we're going to continue our study called Living Life Connected to Christ, and we're going to focus on the truth that we can trust Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the
1: life. Chris, it's is our to be delight you. to have Christina uh, Zimmerman with us today. Christina, good to see you. Thanks for joining us for this podcast.
2: It is so good to be here. You know, I, I do this about once a quarter. Sure. I leave with you guys and, and I look forward to it. You guys make learning the Bible Enjoyable.
1: That's, that's great. That's what we do. Uh, Christina, tell us a little bit about, y- about you. Why owe you the resource?
2: Okay, what Chris is talking about here is the You Bible Study. And this is a Bible study that, is, uh, that uses the same outlines as the Bible study. So life curriculum. But we are focused toward reaching the African-American and urban audience. And there's a little difference in, in our resource in itself. We are a three-in-one product and that we have a leader guide and a learner guide and devotionals and other features that you may be interested in. If you uh, have a ministry that uh, is an outreach to African-American people or urban people, or if you are an African-American church, consider using the U Bible Study
0: resource. We are in our third session of this study called Living Life Connected to Christ. and this study, for six weeks, we're looking at this discourse, this, uh, what Jesus is teaching on the last night before his arrest and his crucifixion. Uh, so, this is, I guess, at our third week. And we're going to be looking at this uh, focus today. We can trust Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, before we get into John 14, where we see this passage about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, We're going to back up and look and start in John 13. This is where Jesus and Simon Peter are having a conversation. Uh, Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus told him where I'm going. You cannot follow me now, but you will follow me later. Lord Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I can just hear Peter saying this. Why can't I follow you? I want to go. I will lay down my life for you. And this is where Jesus comes back and says, look, I tell you, you will uh, before the rooster crows tonight, you will have denied me three times.
1: So last week we looked at uh, the story and the character of Judas who betrayed Jesus. Jesus told his disciples ahead of time, this is what's going to happen. And now we have Peter, uh, beloved follower of Jesus, that guy that is the spokesperson the the probably the disciple we most identify with because he he says the things that we think when we read and hear Jesus' words, um, and and we're suddenly told that that Peter, who says I want to follow you, Jesus said, well, you're you're going to deny that you ever knew me, and um, so I think sometimes because we know the story, we we lose uh, connection with. What a disconnect, (laughs) what a startling statement this is that Jesus would make this prediction about Peter. And um, uh, but it's important that we talk about it. I think there are some ways, some things that we that it will help us to do to maybe more clearly see ourselves and our failures, those times when we aren't as loyal or as faithful to Jesus as we think that we would be. I think there's so many
0: times. That uh, I I think, well, I would never betray Jesus like Peter did, but I can certainly think of a lot of times where I have been so confident in myself that I failed to trust Christ, and that's when I fell and faltered big time.
2: Yeah, And I think that that is a place where all of us have been at one time or another because of who we are. You know, we are fallible, we're not perfect human beings, and sometimes we can get ahead of Christ, and and even uh, Paul wrote about that in, in Romans 12 and 3, he said, we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought, and so Peter here helps us to see that there's a real possibility because we're so emotionally attached to Jesus, that we can sometimes get ahead of him, get ahead of Jesus. I know I, I, I see that in myself, even though I'm a quiet and laid back person,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but sometimes I can get so emotional where Christ is concerned. And I began to, as you said, get ahead of him rather than wait for Jesus to, to lead me step by step.
1: I think there are some other ways that this whole idea of denial comes to play in in our lives as followers of Jesus. I think think there are seasons and moments when we don't step up uh, to align ourselves with Jesus or to tell others about Jesus or to point other people to Jesus. And I think that we have... We're, uh, there's a flood of regret sometimes after the fact when we don't do that. But the reality is sometimes we say and do things that don't reflect our relationship with Jesus, that, that by our actions, by our words, by our attitudes, we really deny that we are connected to him.
0: Typically, when we read the Bible, we're a Bible study group. Uh, let me use this context. We study John 13. And then maybe next week, we'll study John 14. We kind of separate the two because, well, there's a chapter division. For the moment, I want us to avoid that. In fact, in our Bible Studies for Life uh, session, you're going to notice that we put uh, John 14, 1, we put it with this section about Peter and his his boast, his claim, and Jesus saying, look, you're going to deny me three times. But if you run all this together, the very next thing Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now, let me repeat that again. He's talking to Peter and he says, Peter, truly, are you going to lay down your life for me? But I tell you, a a, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. But don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And I just love putting that together because there's this call, Peter, you're going to falter, but you need to trust God.
1: Just trust. You'll be all right. That is profound. Lynn, I appreciate that. We're going to get complaints because people say, well, they, they got this division wrong. And, and you gave a great explanation as to, as to why we have it here. And I think that I really do think that uh, there, is some, there is value to looking at it as, a, as it's just kind of flowing to us. Uh, so thanks for doing that.
2: Absolutely. You know, and it, you know, that statement, that verse tells me, too, that Christ knows our hearts. So he was saying to Peter, you know, I, I know your heart. I know what's in your heart. So right now you're, you're excited and you're going to betray me, but don't be troubled. He was taking care of Peter at that moment. He did not want to lose Peter. And so he encouraged him. Even though these events had not happened yet,
1: uh, and we, you know, we have we have the privilege of looking at this from a historical perspective. So, you know, these guys have been through a lot. This, 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 these last few days in the life of Jesus, they've seen some phenomenal things—from the triumphal entry to teaching in the temple to antagonism and and uh, tension between Jesus and the religious leaders. Uh, you, you have to think that they saw evidence of Roman soldiers around. Uh, they have just heard that one of their friends is going to betray Jesus. Jesus has predicted that he's going to die. Uh, he, they've just heard uh, Jesus say to Peter, "You're gonna you're gonna deny that you ever known you've ever known me." So I mean, these guys have been through a lot, and for Jesus to take this time to just very calmly. And uh, almost in a soothing way to say to them, listen, don't don't let your hearts be troubled. You just trust me. I think, I think that's a good word for us. Um, I, I use this passage a lot at funerals. And, and when I gather with people at the graveside, I, I, I say to them, in, in, in a moment of raw emotion and deep grief and tension and struggle for people, Jesus gathered people, his closest friends together and said, let not your hearts be troubled. You mm-hmm. believe in God, believe also in me. You trust me mm-hmm. in this time. And, you know, it leads It leads to verse 2. But um, uh, I, I think this is a great passage for us to look at in our groups and to remind people, maybe who are going through difficult times, that just trust the Lord. Trust the Lord.
0: That's right. And, Chris, you had alluded to verse 2. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on and look at that. Uh, John 14, uh, verse two, where Jesus said, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also.
1: Now, Lynn, you said rooms. Uh, uh, King James says mansions, right? That's correct. And that's what a lot of people think of when they hear this passage, right?
0: Right. I've got a mansion just over a hilltop. Right. That's
2: many songs. <laughs> mansions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right.
0: But uh, th- that's really capturing more of the heart of the, 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 the text. The Greek text is a side of many rooms and, and it can be translated mansions. Uh, but I think that's missing. As Brandon Hiltebottle points out, that's really missing what Jesus meaning is. Uh, it's not so much to focus on the father's house, the mansion, whatever. It's the focus that it's in God's presence. That's the key point.
1: And I loved how he said that in, in the uh, personal study guide, um, just <laughs> just to point us back to uh, uh, that. That's the focus of eternity. That's the central point of this teaching is that we will we will be in eternity with God forever in his presence. Uh, I know for the, the those guys who the early follower of Jesus who actually walked with him and, and experienced life with him physically, um, that those words had to be a great source of comfort later in their lives. But for us uh, followers of Jesus today, this is a strong reminder that that we have this hope, this, this thing to look forward to as followers of Jesus, being in the presence of God forever.
2: That's absolutely true, Chris. And, you know, for me, this, this, these, this passage has a, a really powerful impact. Um, I can remember as a little girl when my brother was killed, I became really, really afraid of death and dying growing up as a teenager, young adult, and even through a lot of my adult years, because I've experienced dreaming or nightmares that I was being buried alive.
0: Mm, wow.
2: So, So I was really afraid. So when I became a Christian, one of the things that I asked God was teach me to die. Teach me to die. And over the years, he has done exactly that. And this is one of the scriptures that God is, has used to impact my life, because here Jesus is describing eternal life. And he's made the promise that we're going to be there and that there's something real and genuine that we can look forward to. And so with that, that takes the fear out of crossing over, as they say, it takes the fear out of it that I have something to look for that's eternal and it's eternal life with God and Jesus Christ.
1: So, Christina, thank you for sharing that. I I know that's deeply personal for you. And one of the things we want to say to those of you who are listening to our podcast is that what you just experienced is what we want to happen in Bible studies. For people to hear a verse like what Christina just did and be able to share from their heart how important a verse this verse is because of the impact it had on her life in a time of difficulty and and trial and trouble that it gave peace and comfort to her heart. So in the same way that Jesus spoke these words to his disciples, he spoke these words directly to Christina um, in, in her experience as a believer. And uh, that's just one of the powerful aspects of a group gathering around God's word to share together.
0: David Francis, uh, who used to be kind of Mr. Sunday School for Lifeway, uh, I'm going to paraphrase this, but he would talk about the value my story is impacted as you share your story in connection with God's story. Uh, And that's the beauty. We study God's word. I hear how it's impacted somebody. And that affects me. Again, the value of Bible study. Well, let's get to what to me is the heart of our study today, which is in John 14, verse four, where Jesus said, you know, the way I'm uh, the way to where I'm going. Thomas said, hey, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And then in verse six, Jesus told him, I am the way the truth in the life no one comes to the father except through me now i'm just going to jump in here real quick and just say that's a big that's a big thing because of the issue of the exclusivity of the gospel that it's only through jesus we can find life hope and salvation
1: brandon mentions that this is a well-known scripture passage Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. But it is the source of conflict. And I believe that's probably what you're referring to when you're talking to uh, about that uh, that there's a lot of people who don't agree uh, with, with that idea of the exclusivity of the gospel, that Jesus is the only way to God.
0: Right. This is when I, when I started the podcast, I'd mentioned that this is the one statement that most, most Christians disagree with. There's a study that came out last year from Pro ministries, and it really got a lot of notice, uh, September, October of last year of uh, where, and this is the, the gist of what the, uh, study was about said nearly 70%. In other words, let me put another over 60% of born again, Christians say that other Christians can lead to heaven. In other words, these are born again Christians who believe yes, Jesus is my way to heaven. He's he is, he is my salvation, but there's other ways you can get to heaven too. Yeah. That's not what Jesus said. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been in, in, in places where people have argued about that, you know, um, for example, uh, I don't know if I should mention the name, but a well-known TV personality at one, well, I think it would be okay because it's very public that Oprah Winfrey, who grew up in a Baptist church, but now she embraces all types of religions and support those. And so that was something that we discussed in our, in our session. You know, was she right? Was she, uh, you know, should we accept what she was saying that everyone, you know, no matter what they, they believe, even in, when you're trying to reach Nirvana, you know, you're going to er- eventually reach God. So so, yeah, it's something that people sincerely believe that there are other ways to Jesus Christ. And you're right. There's only one according to the Bible.
0: And, so and, we, go ahead. Lynn. Well, Christina, I, what makes me think about this, what you just said is we have neighbors that are they are good people. Uh, and it could even be there. Well, he's Muslim, but he's, he's so good with his family. He does this and this. I just can't see. Yeah, he may call God Allah, but I think he's going to go to heaven too. You know, there's there's a lot of that that just in our mentality, they're such good people, we just think they would have to be. God would have to let them in.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, same could be said probably for Mormons, Latter Day Saints, uh, who um, seem to be good moral people, and and people are encountering them and going, but well, they they. they surely they they'll get in and 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 we we've all known and heard these kind of conversations about people um of from from different traditions uh that, that ought to make it but again i think that one of the things that makes us distinctive um as evangelical christians um we work for our life way and and we have strong beliefs about this and this is the place where jesus st- makes it clear there is no other way to God except through him. Acts 4.12 says there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by people for which we must be saved. It's through Jesus and Jesus only. And, and so I want, I want those of those who are listening to this podcast to hear our hearts. We need to be, um, we need to listen. We need to be compassionate. Um, we, we need to be aware that there are a wide variety of thoughts, probably even in our Bible study groups. Uh, but it's so important that we teach the truth of the Bible and we teach what Jesus said and, and that we stand on the word of God uh, first and foremost. And, you
2: know, Chris, one thing I think that will help our listeners to evaluate whether a religion is, is, um, is right or correct. And that, you know, whether they, their view of Jesus Christ, whether they believe he died, that he uh, was buried, and that he rose again. You know, some people believe that Jesus was just a good person, that he was a teacher, a good teacher, and so forth. But no, there is uh his death, burial, and resurrection and his incarnation as well. You know, that he was God who who was incarnated into a, a human body or you know, placed in a human body for us. So, yeah, so those things are important for us to understand and know about Jesus. And those things are supported in the Bible.
0: So let's remember that in our Bible study groups, this idea that we can trust Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, let me just wrap up by referring to your Live It Out section or whatever, whichever book you're using. There's some application ideas there, and there's, uh, there's three good ones. I'm just going to kind of take a moment to talk about one, this idea of connect with a friend, family member who doesn't know Jesus, and share your spiritual beliefs with one another. I think it's important as we do that, listen to them. Let them tell their story and what they believe, not to by listening. You're not validating what they believe. Oh, that's okay. But there's a sense of you need to earn the right to be heard. Let me tell you why I look to Jesus and uh, just to prayerfully do that, to, to look to him and to just share why your trust is in Jesus and Jesus alone.
1: Again, for those of you who lead groups, want to encourage you to be cognizant of the reality of the research uh, that Lynn shared with us today, that there will be people, in all likelihood, in your groups who are going to have questions about John fourteen six. Is Jesus the only way to God? And and there may be a wide variety of opinions and perspectives on that. So just keep that in mind and and listen. Be compassionate and caring, uh, but. Uh, my, my my hope is that um, as you as you lead Bible study this week, that you will help people to move toward an understanding that Jesus really is the only way to God. Christina, thank you for coming and sharing with us uh, in this podcast today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us.
2: It is wonderful to, as I said earlier, to be a part of this. And I know that God is using it to. Impact a lot of Bible studies out there. So thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, there truly is a team effort that happens with Christina, with her you Bible studies and the Bible studies for life study. So it's a very much of a partnership. And I appreciate the role Christina plays in that. And we appreciate you too, taking the time to listen to this podcast. I trust it has been beneficial uh, in your own preparation as you get ready to be a part of a group uh, this week. So may God bless your Bible study.